lovely humans. I'm Wild Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we discuss intimate interactions in an effort to improve sex lives everywhere. And I am so excited to introduce to you our guest today is Philip. Welcome, Philip. Hello. Will you please tell our listeners some basic facts about you, for example, age or generation, where you're from, what your background is, and uh, profession, gender, gender identity, Hmm. all of those things. All of that thing. Oh, yeah. It's it's quite a list. (laughs) I know. Uh, I'm 61 years old. I'm a native Californian. Let's see. I guess cisgender is the correct Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. answer to that. And my pronouns are he, him. What else? Uh, orientation. Hmm? Orientation. Uh, heterosexual. Okay. I work in show business. Nice. I also do some photography. I was a bar bouncer once a long time ago and a bartender. I've done a lot of different jobs. Amazing. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in uh, Northern California. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I left when I was a boy and I uh, joined the Marine Corps. And uh, then I just started just living a lot of different places. New York, uh, Florida, back to California for a while. Uh, I was overseas for a long time. So I've lived a lot of different places. Excellent. Um, but I guess my roots are in California. Okay. And when you were growing up, what was your family like in terms of when it comes to sex? Well, um, suffice it to say, I grew up in a, in a black belt Catholic families. So um, sex didn't really exist. What know? does black belt Catholic mean? Or wait, is that a, is that a real, I don't know. I've never well, heard that no, before. It's, it's, okay. You know, it's, as opposed, as opposed <laughs> to like some sort of a, you know, a, a wimpy white belt Catholic who's not all really that d- devoted. Got it, you know? got it, got it. You know, yeah. You know, like a real. Like a real Catholic. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? and okay. Although my mother was the real Catholic. My dad, he just went along with it because it was easier than trying to fight with her totally so but uh you know catholic mexican family so uh yeah sex didn't get discussed and actually once it was finally discussed the uh the information i got was really bad oh really yeah do you remember what it was i think the one that sticks in my mind the most is the the talk i had with my dad about about masturbation oh you know he says you gotta understand something son masturbation derbation mind you (laughs) Uh, refers to the the perturbation of the mass, which is the brain. So this will perturb your brain if you accidentally masturbate in the wind. The wind can go into your penis and then go to your brain and disturb your brain and, and you'll go crazy. What? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. And... Like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. So wow, Dad. <laughs> yeah. What do you, how old were you? Do you remember what oh, you said? I think it was 11 or 12. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. And <laughs> but what he didn't know is that, that I already I'd already discovered the truth. Oh. You know? So I kind of just nodded and was, you know, but um, wait, that's a great opportunity for a segue. How did you discover? Do you remember? Oh, I I mean, no, I was an 11, 12 year old kid. So I had it was constantly in a state of erection constantly mm-hmm. we had this 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 teacher that you know she had really pretty legs and i would just see her and it was like oh and um so walking walking home from school i 
I found like a book with no cover on it. And I picked it up, was looking at it, and it didn't take long to, to realize that it was a pornographic novel. Oh. And uh, into my book bag it went. And, you know, reading it late at night, I, I learned about something about masturbation. And then I thought, well, let me try this out. And um, I realized that, you know, the, the results of good, you know, vigorous masturbation was not too different from, from the wet dreams I'd already been having, mm. you know. So I started mm-hmm. putting, putting things together on my own. Yeah. And uh, it was actually a pretty well-written novel. I don't know who wrote it. I, I don't, I barely remember. There was a woman in it named Ellen Towers, which I think had something to do with the fact that she had large breasts. <laughs> Okay, listeners, if you have ever come across this novel with Ellen Towers, please let us know the name of it. That's magnificent. So what was it like growing up in... Northern California? In Northern California, in the time, in the time, in the zone. And was your entire community in that same Catholic vein, or was it just yeah, your family? Yeah, I mean, I, was it- the, the, the neighborhood I grew up in was pretty much most, mostly Mexican families. Mm-hmm. You know, there were, there was one Jewish family, hmm. uh, some white folks, you know, some Asian folks. Uh, but we were, we, the, the bulk of us were like Roman Catholics. We all went to the same parish. Uh, we all, you know, made first communion together. We all yeah. got confirmed together. We all, you know, got, got released from school for, I forget, whatever sort of catechism we had to go to. And it was just. I thought everybody was Catholic, yeah, you know, and, yeah. uh, and I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't have any memories of like things being like really harsh, mm-hmm. you know, we just didn't know, we didn't yeah. know about, um, about, so we found out about sex, but as children growing up, it was just, we, we were more focused on sports and, uh-huh. you know, riding our bikes and you know, hiking by the creek and whatnot and. And, you it's know, very just, idyllic. Yeah, it was. It was actually. It was. It, it, it was kind of like it was kind of like one of those childhood things you read in a Stephen King novel, mm-hmm. you know, because we're all these kids running around doing all these fun things. But there always was kind of a, and we, our our mothers would say, "Watch out for the hobos down by the river." Mm. You know, like, mm. So there was like evil was lurking, but uh, we didn't have a lot of time to to dwell on it. And then how did you go on to discover more? Like, take us from masturbation into your adult sexual life. Oh, wow. Um, I, I got involved. I knew I wanted, I, I re- knew I really wanted, I really wanted to have sex. You know, I was, from the time I, I figured out that how masturbation was great. And, you know, and I, I read this, this pornographic novel and there was some really, great sex going on in this pornographic novel but but it was pretty much vanilla sex there wasn't anything too weird about mm-hmm, it you know mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. there was like a formula oh don't do that oh yes do that oh, oh. <laughs> no no yes smoking a cigarette and then, um but i knew i really wanted to do that and i just couldn't quite figure a way to broker it so i was always on the lookout for an opportunity mm-hmm. and opportunity never really presented itself until I guess I was I was 18 years old, always in the lean, always 
I was working at a you know, drive-in movie and you know, trying to make out with the girls at the movie and trying to maybe get something going, going in the back seat. And that never happened. And, um, you know, I was just on the lookout. And then I got involved with a, a drama program, a summer drama program. And we were doing, doing these plays. And, you know, in, 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 the, in, in the theater world, everybody's sort of laissez-faire about things like sex and love. And oh, yeah. And having a good time. They're changing in the changing dressing in rooms. The dressing and it's room. very open. Yeah. And this woman was the costume designer for the uh, for the shows for the season and she said i'm gonna have it i'm having a party i'm having a party and um you have to be there and so oh gosh i don't know i've got i've got to work no you have to come to the party and i said okay i'll see if i can get there and i was 18 years old just turned 18 and uh i got off from the uh drive-in movie where i was working you know and i Went to the party, and uh, everybody was there getting high and listening to Jimi Hendrix and having a good time and, you know, drinking and partying. And the woman who's the hostess of the party, you know, she, she takes me by the hand. She says, come with me. There's something I want to show you. She takes me into the kitchen, and it's at this big cavernous kitchen with a big stove, you know. I guess she was sharing the place with, like, four or five other people. It's a mm. huge place. And then if we go through the kitchen, there's like a little back bathroom in back behind the kitchen. She takes me in there, closes the door, starts kissing me. Oh. And did you I I, I kissed her back. Did I mean, you like it? Did you Oh okay. boy, I was enjoying it. But oh. I mean she she was <laughs> she was twice my age. I was 18, she was 36. Ooh. And so she was really kissing me in a very, very mature and good and experienced way. And um, we, you know, we began pleasuring each other. You know, she was, she, she Let's knelt down. Let's get specific. And she, she, what she, kind oh, of yeah, pleasure? Huh? She, she, she uh, knelt down before me and pulled down my pants, began to suck my cock in like, oh, just, and I was like, I thought my head was going to explode. Was that I'd the first never, time anyone That was had the first time that? That anyone had ever done that, you know? And, and so I'm like. <laughs> now, here's a question. Did you know that was a thing? I, yeah, I, I had read about it. Okay. I, I knew it okay. existed, but I, I had no idea how to, to get totally, to that. Totally, totally. You know? I, I ask only because it took me a while. It took someone explicitly saying blowjobs are oral sex for me to connect those dots. Yeah. Because yeah. I was giving blowjobs like as a 16-year-old because I was just like, this is a fun thing to do, to go down <laughs> on someone. And it, and to me, it was, part of, uh, it was part of the making out that I was doing with this specific person. And yeah. I just did not conceive of it as yeah, a sexual it, act. It, 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 yeah, and then when I found out, I was like, Oh, I'm more experienced than I thought. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that, that and then, um, you know, she, she, she pulled off her shirt. She pulled my shirt off. We were making out, you know, we're rubbing each other. I'm, I'm, I'm like fingering her and playing with her pussy. And, yeah. And it's like really like, you know, we're both out of breath. And then I, I, I just was like, I was full of full of lust and energy and sex. You know, I, I just picked her up and, and I, I, well, I pulled her pants off first and I picked her up and sat her down on the, on, on the sink mm-hmm. and, and, and we just started fucking. Wow. Know, right there, you know, standing up in, on the sink in the back bathroom in this place. 
And, um, and we, I, what I remember, well, it's a blur. I mean, the, the sensations were all new. It was all fresh. It was all, you know, I, uh, but uh, we, we, looking back on it, I, I did all right for a first time. You know, I mean, I, I mean, it, 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 <laughs> You would think an 18-year-old guy would just, would just pop, who, a horny 18-year-old guy, you'd think you'd just pop in a second. But mm-hmm. I, was, I hung in there for a while. And, uh, and she was just, you know, she was moaning and biting my ear. And, you know, we were kissing and like really big, wonderful, sloppy kisses and wonderful, you know, tough caresses. And then and finally, you know, I came and, and I, I, I don't know it for sure, but I, I'd like to remember, I'd like to think that maybe she came at the same time. Mm. And then we just kind of like, just kind of like stood there. I stood there in, and the, she bathroom. in the bathroom and, <laughs> and, you know, I just kind of just, we just sort of like breathed and I, I kind of like went limp inside of her and then finally my, my cock just sort of fell out of her and mm-hmm. we were just there, you know, and it was just like this long time of just in each other, you know, kind of like leaning on each other's shoulders. And and then uh, this guy named Frank opened the door to the bathroom to come in and, and use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and he sees us, and it was so funny. He, oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. And he like, <laughs> was like making a show of averting his gaze, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Closed the door and went away, and Mim and I, her name was Mim, we mm. kind of looked at each other and we just cracked up. That's- and, uh, you know, and and that was that. You know, I had lost my virginity. Wow. I had, I was a man. <laughs> That's what they uh, tell you. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, I, I think boys take another like twelve years to yeah, to no. start growing. Like now, I'm at the point where I'm like, maybe I would date a boy my age. Yeah, well, I'm thinking in another few years I'll finally achieve men. <laughs> but no, I mean, um, I'm still working on it. I have a detail-oriented question. Yeah, if I'm doing math correctly, that puts us late seventies ish. Mm-hmm. Was there any birth control? Like, did no, she? No. no did no. she even? Actually, it wasn't late 70s. It was, would have it, been, what was it? It was early 70s. Early 70s. It was like 1973. Okay. So we're, we're squarely in the Maybe 70s. 74. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The AIDS hadn't hit yet. Um, and quite frankly, in that particular moment, she was not concerned about getting she, pregnant. She wasn't concerned about getting pregnant. I sure as heck wasn't concerned about anything. I mean, it was it was hot. Yeah. You know, it was in a way it sort of was like the the model for my uh for my fantasy encounter. Just this just mm. this sudden uh just this pouncing upon the moment. You yeah. Know? Do you think or would you say that has had an effect on your overall sex life as a first experience or has it shaped some of your things or do you feel like it was an expression of your internal desires? Well, I, I would say that the answer, the answer to all three of those queries is yes. You know, it, it had, I mean, it has had an It did have an effect. I think it continues to in some way. Mm. Um, it, it, as, as my first encounter, you know, it, it was the model for, for future encounters because I, I mean, that kind of arousal, that kind of intensity, I, th- I think since that moment, I think I'm, I want every encounter to, to have that kind of, yeah. that kind of well, abandon. And how often in 
a man's life in your life. Actually, here's a question. How often in your life has that happened since? Like how many women are like, hey, come here. <laughs> Let me do you. Because I've never done that with a person. And it's, I would be so nervous too, weirdly, but I'm a strange well, flavor know, of shy. Well, you know, it's a, I, I think that's the point though. I mean, it's, there, there's, there's a moment where, where the mind turns off and, and instinct takes over. And no amount of nervousness can overcome instinct. And yeah. when that moment is happening, when, when, when you see it in someone's eyes or you hear it in their voice or you, you pick it up in their, their movements or gestures, you know, then it's, it's time to just you know, pull, the, pull the trigger. <laughs> Love <laughs> you know? it. So did you guys see each other again? Were there any like sneaky dressing room situations happening? Or No, actually no. We, we attended a, we attended an art fair like the next day. We just, mm -hmm. we were going with a group, you know, yeah. and I'm kind of like trying to like talk about what happened. Yeah, you're you know? like, and and she was like, she's like, no, I'm good. No, no. I mean, it, was, it ah. wasn't even like she was trying to avoid it. It's just like, it, it just, it wasn't, it didn't have this, the, the encounter didn't have the same sort of uh, import for her. It, mm -hmm. For her, it was just a, a moment of, of sex with this young boy that she wanted to, to yeah. fuck, you know? Do you remember any feelings about that? Were there any resulting feelings from that? No, um, I mean, uh, it's funny. I, well, I mean, I guess the resulting feeling was that, oh, okay. Um, yeah, that was a big moment, but it's not like I'm not obliged to now be her boyfriend. Hmm. You know, and, and then, that was kind of interesting because I, I guess I was still thinking like, well, once, once, once you fuck someone, yeah. then that's it. You know, then you've got to like have a relationship, oh, yeah. get married and then like be devoted to them. And it was really clear only hours later that uh, that that wasn't that was anything I had to do. Uh -huh. and I thought, well, that's interesting. That's cool. You know, I didn't feel rejected or hurt. Uh, interesting thing, though, many many years later, uh, maybe ten or twelve years later, she and I met again in in new really? york in new york city on purpose i assume um i was i was in new york uh working and um i forget i forget how but it, it came to light that she was coming for a visit and um we made arrangements to get together and, and, and we got together and um we did it again we fucked again that's amazing. Yeah. What? You yeah. did? <gasps> yeah. That makes me so happy. Yeah. yeah. I love lovers. I don't know what it is. I think it's so romantic when lovers come back together because I, th I think there is something about preserving some level of friendship, not necessarily mm. that you've been close for all these years, but some like when you leave things on good terms mm -hmm. and then you can return and play with this friend in this very specific way. I think yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. It was, it was sweet, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, I mean, it was it was a different kind of thing. You know, it, it didn't have the urgency yeah. of that first what, time. What could possibly have the same yeah. urgency as like fucking an 18-year-old boy for the first time? I mean, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in, and in the time since I realized that, you know, for whatever reason, this, this, she really, like, she just really wanted to fuck this young kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She really wanted that young stuff. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> And I just I wanted anything, I anything. But, you know, I was I was I was down for anything, and uh, it was a great first encounter. It sounds great mutually beneficial. Yeah, mutual, mutually beneficial. You know, and 
fully, it was full on and wonderful. And, you know, when, when we came back together, you know, it was, it was kind of a sweet, gentle, much sweeter and more mm -hmm. gentle. And mm -hmm. There was a lot of talk. And it was during that second encounter that I said, well, you know, that was my first time. And I think she said, really? Oh, my God. You did great. Oh. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Something like something something along those lines. That's I think that awesome. was what was expressed. So, so I'm like, mm. okay. You have a lot of other experiences that you have outlined for me, but I don't know mm. the details of. Uh, Will you give us a like an overview of your sex life, and then maybe we fill in some of the details together? Okay. Well, um, when I was a young man, after having, you know, uh, had this encounter. I, I don't maybe maybe it was a confidence builder, but I started mm -hmm. uh, being a, a lot more able to to say you know. Well, I think in those years in the seventies, I say I would. I think my line was, you know, I think you and I really should get it on. I want to pause for a second and just tell our listeners if you hear any creepy noises, there are men working on the roof. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if it's coming through. I'm not hearing a lot on the headphones, but just if you hear any big loud footsteps or booms, that's what's happening. So it could be my heart pounding, still thinking about, <laughs> about that first encounter. Um, and uh, I continued to work in the theater. You know, mm -hmm. it was mostly like amateur theater, but in, later on a professional theater. And so I was in that, that tribe of sort of mm. free loving, free, you know, enjoying people. So that's amazing. You were like, living during the 70s during that time yeah <gasps> lucky so <laughs> yeah so you know uh, gosh you know, ah, yeah screw it i i kind of in the, in the, in that group in that group that i was with i i kind of got a, a reputation as a, as a bit of a coxman you know but a coxman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a rakish and, character <laughs> but i i i i began to to not only you know have more and different sexual encounters but i began experimenting with you know different ways of, of giving pleasure you know such I, as well i you know that different positions one, I, one one friend i talked to once he says she said that uh, you know that doggy style was really the way to go you know so i began just trying to understand why and and just sort of work on that yeah. and you know and work and, on the doggy style yeah but that's a great point so it sounds like you did not have the internet there was not porn was a very different thing porn was hard to come by it's harder you know, to come had, by i mean you could find it but it was you know you'd have to go to a particular store yeah yeah you know, and then and and it was kind of it was kind of all kind of seedy and porn didn't have the the cachet that it came to have during the golden years of porn. Mm -hmm. And now it's, it, I don't know, porn isn't even really like a thing anymore. It's just. That's not true. Well, I mean. <laughs> now everyone has seen porn. Yeah, but but that's the point. Yeah. Everyone has seen porn. Yeah. So, so is it porn if everybody sees it? Yes. I, I mean, my. Yes. Because, well, oh, here's, yeah. here's the thing. So I just yesterday had a friend to share with me that the last three dudes that she fucked all went straight for her throat to choke her during sex without prior discussion. That is not... So I've talked about okay. choking on here in a little bit, and I actually just want to do a shout-out because I was listening to Dan Savage last week, and he mm. had a very specific conversation with 
uh, mistress. Oh, I'm blanking on her name. I'll look it up. He had a very specific conversation with a mistress that he had on and they were talking about choking and how people talk about it too casually. And I had this moment of like, have I been talking about it too casually? Because I enjoy some choking and they were both anti-choke. Like they were like, do not do this. Like you can die. This can cause asphyxiation. And I just, so I just want to be very clear on the podcast. I have only ever engaged in choking where I can still breathe. I've never had anyone fully cut off my airway. Mm. I don't find that safe or anyway. So I'm just saying that as a quick shout out to be like, dudes, anyone really don't, don't do anything dangerous with your partner. Choking qualifies as dangerous without talking to them. So well, that's yeah. my, that's my aside about porn and choking. And I think it's had a huge, an effect that we don't even realize. Well, I, I think, yeah, the, the effect being that I think a lot of young men today have, are using porn as their sex education. Yes. So you didn't so you didn't have that, but it sounds like you actually talked to friends about sex a little bit. Yeah, certain I friends. talked I talked with, you know, the, my my lovers and with other friends and we, we talked about about sex, you yeah. know, and um you know, uh, one friend of mine, he said, "Oh man, what you've really got to do, you know, is is lick her pussy." He, he said, "That's that's the way to go if you really want to get her off." Was that the first you'd heard of it, or did you know it was well, a thing? I, I, or? I, I sort of had a sense of it, but I'll, I'll tell you, you know, it was like, ooh, wow, really? Because how else would you like? hear about it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then I thought, well, I guess the only way to find out is to try it. Yeah. Know? And I think my, my first attempts were probably pretty um, pretty clumsy because, yes, you can just go in and lick, you know, a pussy, but uh, I... I it was clear that there was there was more detail and and, and there was a more delving that had to be yeah. done. Do you uh, remember the first pussy you licked? Was she familiar with? Oh yeah, licking? she was actually really helpful. Oh, you that's know? amazing. It was it was it was it was another older woman. You oh. know, and that was like a big turn on. I think that's now a big thing for young guys too. But uh, I love it. Another older woman. She she really just sort of guided me because I like. She said, "Okay, now." No, no, you, uh, further up. Okay, no. And then she like just showed me. You see this right here? And she showed me her clit. You know, she showed me the hood. Yeah. She showed me, she says, this is where you want to be working. But you don't have to hit right on this little di- yeah. bit here. But if you just lick all around it and whatnot, you know, you're gonna, it's going to be great. And so I kind of like worked with her coaching. And That's then I, amazing. I would go and like try it, you know, with, with other, other women. And uh, it was clear that, Different women liked it differently. And yeah. I thought, well, that's interesting. So then so then I thought, okay, so I guess really, you know, if, if I'm in a I'm in a new situation with a new woman and I'm about to to go down on her, then maybe I should start from the outside and work my way in and and kind of like try to read her reactions. And I tell you, there was for me pleasure. I mean, that that really like warm, sticky pleasure in the pit of your gut mm-hmm. would really start to to bubble when I realized I was giving pleasure. Oh, you know, like, yeah. Ooh, you know, she's she's moaning and, and squirming because of something that I'm doing, you know, and it's like. What do you think is the part that feels most delicious about that? Like, is it like I'm powerful or is it like I'm there's this attraction energy or just just to curiously wonder about that with another person you know, I, I, I you know I, it, it, there may be an element of power in there mm-hmm. you know an element of like uh-huh, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the cause of this. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the same. I, I once had a friend, uh, a woman who, um, she would just, she, she just loved to, to just suck my cock, you know? And yeah. We would get together and, and I said, so what, what is it about that? And, and she said it nakedly. Yes, it's power. I have power of you. When I have your cock in my mouth, I own you. It's so interesting because other guests have shared that. Female guests have shared that about blowjobs. I'm trying to think if I've talked to dudes about blowjobs. I don't think very much. Or, or not in, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. gay dudes. I want to talk to more gay dudes about blowjobs. Mm-hmm. Hey, are you out there? Are you listening? <laughs> Do you want to come talk to me about blowjobs? For me, it's not about power at all. When I am giving a guy a blowjob, I... Have, it's never occurred to me to feel powerful. Mm. And I don't know if that's just because I am so submissive or if it's because I just really love, I take pleasure in doing it. And mm. I like that they're enjoying it, but it's almost like that's secondary to my pleasure. Mm. I don't know. I'm still unpacking that. That's my current that's, thought of the that's, moment. <laughs> that's that's an interesting issue because uh, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would argue that maybe that, it's, that it is an issue of power. You're just not... Oh, maybe. Gauging it that That's way. true. That's a great you know. point. Especially if I'm saying their pleasure is secondary. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> See? Reframes. Instant reframes. It's possible. But, uh, but getting back, I guess, to the overall narrative. Yeah. So, you know, by the time by the time I was, you know, in and out of the Marine Corps and uh, and in New York working, you know, I had, I had uh, put together, I mean, not particularly broad sexual resume but uh, a very deep sexual resume mm-hmm. with a lot of you know a lot of a lot of sex with a lot of women but you know, pretty much just vanilla sex yeah. you know but um but i it was my nature it's it's my nature to 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 just to be because i like romantic yeah you know I, you know long weekends you know naked or eating pizza in bed and that kind of like just totally just spending a lot of time you know, enjoying each other. Yeah, with you know? a lover. Like just yeah. enjoying lovership. Enjoying lovership and like occasionally getting up and, and making some food to come back to the mm. the bed with and you know, occasional showers and, and just spending time on it. So that was that was that was that's always been the thing that I've loved and about sex. Yeah. The kind of sex that I love. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. 
Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Then uh, finally, finally I got married, mm-hmm. you know, and being an old-fashioned kid, I thought, okay, you know, I, that's the end of my mm. coxmanship and, you know. Love that. How old were you when you got married? 30. Okay. You know, so I, I definitely <gasps> That's spent, how old I am. Hmm? That's how old I am. Ah, well, you see. All right, I've got less than a year to catch up with you. No. Don't, <laughs> don't, the- don't try to catch up with me, darling. There's, there's, there's no point in it. You're, you're, you're probably ahead of me in so many ways, you know. And I mean, you're, you're pioneering stuff here, just talking about a conversation like this. I don't even know. I don't know how I could have ever gotten into a conversation like this in the 70s. Okay, well, I recently went on Hinge for one week. I was on the dating app Hinge yeah. for one week and deleted it because I got overwhelmed slash dejected feeling because there were so many people I said no to, which is mm-hmm. fine. It's normal, but I it like hurt my feelings to say no to so many people <laughs> in this weird way that just didn't feel good. So I'm off them for now. But one of the things that I put up was like, first date, like I dare you to come be a guest on my sex podcast. <laughs> uh, I had one guy say yes and then didn't follow up and I deleted mm. the app. So I don't know. I don't know. Bradley, if you're out there, come be a guest. Come on, Bradley. <laughs> Don't be a wimp. <laughs> yeah, you said yes. You said it. Yeah. yeah. Stick, stick by your commitments, <laughs> you little twerk. But yeah, that's an interesting, I mean, yeah, how would you have started a conversation like this? You can't. You can't just, I mean, I am out in the world. I don't walk up to people and say, so tell me about your sex life. <laughs> I'm able to say, oh, yeah, I have a podcast. Oh, it's actually about sex. And mm-hmm. then people open up, which is right. fantastic. It's, 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 the world. it's the world we're in now. I yeah. like it. I like yeah. it a lot. So um, you got married. I got married. What and, was uh, married sex like? How long were you married? How 24 years. Okay. You know, and. Uh, is it true what they say? When you get married, sex stops? It peters out, mm. you know. And that, that was part of the issue that, and that, you know, there's this, I mean, when, when my, my bride-to-be and I were first together, you know, it was very wonderful and intense and it was very good. Then um, we got married and it was still wonderful and lovely. And then she got pregnant, you know, we mm-hmm. got pregnant mm-hmm. and, you know, we did all of that stuff about, you know, Having having a baby and actually some of the sex during pregnancy was amazing. Was really? Like, oh, because there was no no fear of getting pregnant. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> so, great. Oh know. my gosh, that's such and, a you know, yeah. She was pregnant. There were hormones flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, she's mm-hmm. in this this state. I mean, a woman in in a state of pregnancy is is a creature in and of itself. That that's that's a, a, a mega female. Yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, I think for her, it, she was feeling as though she was uh, becoming a, a full-on female, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. you add that to the add the add the the, uh, the hormones to that, and and wow, you know, the sex was amazing. And then uh, then the baby was born, and you know, there, there were things to contend with: postpartum depression. Yeah. You know, it was a difficult birth. You know, mm. it, it ended up requiring you know some surgery. Uh, oh wow! You know, like a well, it was a, like a cesarean section, mm-hmm. and there was recovery from that, and and more postpartum depression. And then this particular individual, my my ex wife, you know, had some anxiety issues about 
about being a success, about doing things right, right. you know, and, and was feeling like, oh, again, she fucked up because she had to have a, a cesarean, you know, she couldn't oh, no. have like the real thing. And, and it was like, no, you know, we got a baby out of it. Who cares? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, somewhere in all of that, you know, our sex life started taking a backseat to other things like, mm -hmm. you know, earning a living, keeping mm -hmm. a roof over the heads, keeping the baby going. Mm -hmm. And um, then, you know, attempts to get it going again were short lived. Did you guys talk about that at all? Or was it sort of just one of those things that you stopped talking about because you we, know it's a problem and you just can't, don't have the energy to deal with it? Or we, I mean, we, 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 we would, we would talk about it, but we wouldn't like land head on. We would say, Hey, you know, we, yeah. we've got the fuck at least once a week, you know? And we say, Oh, you know, let's start setting aside a date night. And mm -hmm. we would do that for a week or two. And then, yeah. mm -hmm. and, uh, all of that kind of led me to to look outside the marriage mm -hmm. for for sexual satisfaction, mm -hmm. and I did that once and uh, with no knowledge, hmm? well, not with her knowledge, okay. no. Because I, I mean, the, the, how do you how do you do? I I didn't know how to do that. I I, I was not yeah. capable of it. Well, it's not a culturally accept. It is yeah. more culturally appropriate to step outside of a marriage without a spouse's knowledge. Hmm which is only based on my anecdotal experience. <laughs> but I have, I've been, uh, I've been engaged with a few married people mm -hmm. um, on both sides of the spectrum and older guys tend to, they're in a different relationship format where it's mm -hmm. not okay to talk about. And, uh, and I've also been with some people that have the open, don't ask, don't tell, yeah. which I don't know. I, that's one of those things that's like, unless I see a video of your spouse sitting next to you saying like, Hey, yeah, he's allowed to step out. I just don't want to know about it. Right. Right. You never really know. Well, in, 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 in our case, you know, it was something that I, I thought, okay, this is something I just better just keep on the DL. And, yeah. Uh, no, that makes but, sense. Um, but that, that proved ultimately unsatisfying yeah. too. You know, I, I wanted, I was married. I wanted to have this thing going on with my wife. And, uh, and then some years later, she, she found out about that affair, mm -hmm. you know, by, by going through my journal. Mm. So then Ooh. that, that's all kinds of other kind of trust issues came up, you know, and, um, finally, uh, you know, some counseling, some attempts to keep it together. And finally she, she said, no, that's it. I'm out. Mm. And, you know, after 24 years and after, you know, maybe the last four or five, you know, a real struggle to keep it together. Yeah. Oh. That was tough. That's yeah. That was harsh. Very yeah. Harsh. But, uh, so she, she split, she left and, uh, our son was in college at the time, you know, so he and I stayed together. I, okay. I told him I'd see him through college. Yeah. And, I was like at loose ends. I thought, so what yeah. do I do now? Here well, I what am. do you do? <laughs> How does your sex drive feel post divorce oh. after 24 years? Or how well, do you, you know, you know? It's funny because I mean, it, it, there was no sex drive. I mean, it was, it was, I was just, I was, I was working for a computer company at that time. Mm. And I, it's like, I would go, you know, sit there, I sit at my desk, you know, go home, you know, say hello to my son and, uh, you know, watch TV. Drink a few beers and go to bed. Yeah, and just I was numbed. Yeah, out. I was yeah. like really, really on the on the skids. Then one of the young guys who I work, where I worked, funny guy. He's like a 
he's like a musician and kind of a bon vivant, you know. He said, dude, you know, you're going with me and my brother. We're, we're going to get you going, you know. And uh, they would take me out to, to places around town. And uh, they would go and find women my age and bring them over and introduce oh them to me. And, Wait, how, you know, how was that for that you? Was, it was strange because like, <laughs> it was like, oh, hi. Hey, they, one time they brought this lady over. She's a very, very nice looking woman. She, about my age probably, you know, and she was dressed up for the night. And she looked very nice. And, and uh, they said, hi, you know, say hi to Phil, you know, Phil, you know. this. And uh, I, I put up my, my fist to bump fists with her. And she, we bumped fists, and like two minutes later, she was gone. And my young friend says, dude, you don't fist bump the ladies. <laughs> what? Oh, you don't? You know, Why? Because it's I don't, not romantic. I don't know. I don't know. So, <laughs> I'm like, oh, fist bump, that's cool. Yeah, I thought so, dude. Yes, dude, you don't fist bump the ladies. I don't know, man. Oh, my gosh. So I thought, oh, gosh, there's things I have to learn. So then he says, look, here, you got to get on Tinder. I said, yeah? He says, oh, yeah, you got to get on Tinder. Did you get on Tinder? I got on Tinder. Amazing. And um, Oh, my God. All of a sudden, you know, I think that, you know, I, I, forgot, I was doing Match first. I did Match uh -huh, first. Uh -huh. And Match was, you know, I was matching. I matched up with a few folks, but nothing really happened, mm -hmm. you know. And that's, that's, I think I was like, I said, yeah, he said, you got to get on Tinder. He says, people just want to hook up on Tinder. That's what I hear. Yeah. So I thought, okay, well, okay, let me try that. You know? <laughs> what do you know? You know, it was like, I was able to, 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 to make Tinder matches with folks who kind of just sort of like thinking the same thing I'm thinking, you know, like, I don't yeah. want to get married. I don't want to have a relationship. You know, I just, I just want to have some sex. Yeah. And, um, and I started to get my groove back, yeah. you know, and it was kind of a wonderful thing to, to know that not only that I could still like, you know, get involved in sexual encounters with folks, but that I wasn't alone. You know, yeah. I, I made a point in my Tinder, I'm looking for females who have no kids, you know, who are divorced or never married and who are like in their fifties. Yeah. And lo and behold, you know, there's a lot of folks who were in sort of the same boat that I was in mm. and and who also came from sort of the same kind of history that I came from, you know, yeah. because I folks of my years, I we're not we're, I, I, we're really inexperienced in, in, in the hookup. I, you know, the, the idea of the hookup. It's, uh, it's like deal. my generation is started to kind of grow up with it and mm -hmm. yours is discovering it alongside yeah, us yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah. As technology changes too and makes it available to all yeah. of us. <laughs> Although, but it's, it's my inexperience with, with the whole sort of hookup situation. It yeah. kind of got me in trouble once with this, this one woman that I met on Tinder. I kind of like, I went, I went outside my comfort. By this time I was starting to explore. I yeah. kind of went outside my comfort zone and, and, uh, Tinder matched with this this woman who was like in her early forties, mm -hmm. you know. So wait, nation. is outside of your okay? Outside yeah. of your comfort zone is in okay. Yeah, because my com it, my it, comfort it, zone is women in their fifties, grown got up. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So this woman in her <laughs> early forties, and you know, my my thing is okay. Let's have dinner. You know, mm -hmm. no, I invited you. I should pay for dinner. Look, I'll pick you up at your place. You know, mm. and you, you go on a date, and yeah. you, and you're courtly and you're yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and you know maybe a little chivalrous but always polite and nice and and uh, and you dress nicely mm -hmm. and so this woman and i we we had 
a couple of very nice uh, dates and really mm -hmm. nice encounters, but it was clear to me that, that you know, that there was a lot that wasn't that wasn't matching up. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And so you know, I I, I kind of said, okay, well, you know, I don't I don't think we can go much further than this. This was really wonderful, though. I really enjoyed everything. She got really mad at me, and she says, "You really you sent off a lot of mixed signals." I said. What what mixed signals did I send? You you were you were being nice to me. You paid for dinner. You know you you were you you were being you know really good to me. You know that 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 to me says that you wanted to have a relationship, and you know you really led me on. And I was oh. like, oh man, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to lead you on. I just I was I was doing I was, the exploration of do we like yeah, each other? Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to to be a a, a good date. You know, I was trying yeah. to yeah. But um, but it, it occurred to me that that. Maybe she, maybe, maybe I should have been more, more casual. You know, we're both on Tinder. Maybe I should have oh. like, okay, look, let's, let's just fuck, you know, but I, 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 I disagree. I mean, that's, it's her baggage. I think my personal, as my personal philosophy, as I stare down the barrel of dating once again, mm. is if I'm going to take the time to go out with someone because my time is very valuable and mm. I, and I don't have a lot of it. So that's kind of been my biggest I guess, stop when it comes to dating mm -hmm. because I was never in a closed relationship with my master. I just was sexually satisfied enough that I was like, nah, I have stuff to do. I don't need mm -hmm. to spend more time on other people. But it's like, if you're going to take the time to go out with someone, you can, even if it doesn't end up in sex, doesn't end up in a relationship, I want to do something that's fun anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to stare at people over a club soda because I don't drink in a bar. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So when people like don't, when they're just like, well, we meet at a bar. And I'm like, no, 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 I already told you I mm -hmm. don't drink. I think you sounded very nice and polite. And it sounds like she had different expectations and she could have communicated them early on mm. as well. You know, it's well, a two part, two parts yeah. to communication. <laughs> well, that, but, but that also, the what I got from it was like, oh man, you know, I, I got to start finding out what people's expectations really mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I tried to sort of suss that out, but I, I'm really not really good at just saying, hey, what are your expectations? Before we go any further, you know, what are your expectations? Well, as a person who is, I'm very good at that. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily recommend it because it freaks people out. Like mm -hmm. the responses that I get sometimes when I try to be very clear in an mm -hmm. effort to be, because I think clarity is wonderful. Not everyone does. Mm -hmm. And for some people, it does kill the romance. For me, it makes me feel safe and allows me to relax, to enjoy whatever this is. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I know like, if you're just looking to fuck me, but you also want to have coffee, then I just get to enjoy the coffee and look forward to the sex. Yeah. And uh, I don't have to be worrying in the back of my head that like, oh, I know you're not quite the right fit for me. And so mm -hmm. I'm going to hurt your feelings and destroy you as I, you know, which is like me also blowing things out of proportion because mm -hmm. none of my exes are destroyed. They are all fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they, yeah. Yeah. But, but that's like what I bring into each new thing. And I, and that's kind of what creates the terror because, but if I can talk about it, then my brain calms down. But my experience is that a lot of people don't like talking about it. And those people yeah. are not for me mm -hmm. because then I'm, they want me to sort of be nervous all of the time to make them comfortable. And I just can't, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor, and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice, so I am very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams. 
discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Fleur. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Fleur app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Fleur invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Fleur now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Well, and so, but yeah, I I came around to, to feeling the same way. Yeah, you know, so. After that experience, you know, as as my as my Tinder resume started increasing, then I <laughs> I, I started. Being Please able tell to... me you didn't like put your resume on your Tinder profile, right? <laughs> you were like, this chick, this date, this chick, this date, this chick, this date, then that date. Yeah, no, I've got notches in the the, the head, you know, the, the headboard. Yeah, no. <laughs> treating treating Tinder more like a LinkedIn. I kind of yeah. like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot Actually, of likes. Actually, yeah, a lot of references. Ooh, did we just come up with a new dating there app? Is, yeah. Tinder meets LinkedIn. LinkedIn, you know. Oh, yeah. I, like I actually it. do think that's a great point, though, because I will, okay, had another friend discover me in a photo with my former master who mm. he did not have permission to post that. That's not cool. Don't, like, first of all, idiots, get former partners out of those pictures just like energetically what are you doing and second of all like if you don't have permission if you don't have consent come on yeah don't, don't be a dummy yeah but i actually do think it's a great idea because i had lunch with my first ex-boyfriend last week and we are such good friends and we were actually looking at each other's hinge profiles and like i was like you're too sincere you need to have a personality like <laughs> and he was like no yours are only jokes like you have to tell me something and we actually ended up meeting in the middle and like editing each other's profiles <laughs> and then i we like walked around the park and i was taking more pictures of him for his new profile and i was just like I think it's kind of a great idea to have a reference. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm an ex-girlfriend that would, you know, I will totally vouch for you. Like, feel yeah. free to send anyone my way. Um, I, I think, you know. Why the heck not? I mean, we we have an, an, the ability to do that. And I, 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 see, I seem to recall once upon a time back in my youth, there was a period of time I was with this one theater company I really got the sense I was getting passed around, you know. And did it hurt your feelings? No, or were you okay it was with great. it? I, I, I no think problem. it's kind of great. And yeah. I and I will say, like to my friend, I was just like, "Well, he's great in bed. Like, if you want to experience what it's like to have a dom, I think my master was a great dom." Mm. You know, <laughs> but well, but you know, it's that's, like, well, yeah. But you know, it's funny because as my Tinder thing kept going, I started meeting different kinds of. I started, I started looking for expectations. Yeah. Um, I actually did ask that once and, and this woman said to me, she says, well, you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm, 
I'm a submissive yeah. by nature, and I'm really looking for somebody to be my dom, mm. you know? And I'd never done that. I knew all of I understood it, you know, on an intellectual level. And I said, Did you well, read about it? How did you learn about it? Um, I think I read about it. Okay. You know, you, I, by no, this time, I, I was reading know. about all kinds of okay. stuff. Every time, I, every time I saw a term, you know, BDSM, dom, sub, you know, uh, all, all these terms, I would look them up, you know, Urban mm-hmm. Dictionary. Mm-hmm. I tried to figure out what was going on. I, I, would, I would, you know, read articles on it, look at porn on it, you know, mm. and try to understand what it was about. And um, she and I, we, we, we tried it for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you. I, I couldn't hack it. It's a huge responsibility. It is. It is. Huge responsibility. Yeah. And I told her, I said, you know, um, I, I I can't accept this responsibility. It's, mm. it's too much. Um, I, I, I'll eventually, you know, let you down in some way because <laughs> I, I just, it's not in my nature. And, and we, she says, okay, well, that's fine. You know, that's good. And and we parted ways friendly, yeah. you know, and but that was that was great because then I started being able to really talk about stuff. I, I met this one woman on Tinder who was married, mm-hmm. you know, and um, she would come to my place. I was living alone in a bachelor pad by that point, you know. And one at one point, I said, "So, you know, what, what would really get you off?" And she said, "Oh, what would really get me off is if 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 you were fucking me." And then just when you're about to come, you came and pulled out and came in my husband's mouth. And I said, really? Is he into that? Hmm? Was the husband into that? Well, apparently he was. Oh, my God. <laughs> so um, I said, well, hey, set it up and let's, let's see what happens. You did. <gasps> so, what you know, happened? <laughs> so uh, they, they came over, you know, and. They were, such a, they were a really nice couple, you know, and just a little bit younger than me. And um, you know, we, had some, we had some cocktails, you know, we, we talked a little bit. I put out like, you know, cheese and crackers and whatnot. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Had music playing. And, uh, you know, I was like sitting in an easy chair and they were sitting on the couch. And then, for you know, we're all sitting on the couch and she's we're on either side of her. She's kissing us back and forth, you know, and then we're having like these these weird sort of three way kisses, you know, and. Then we, he and I, like, we took her clothes off and we kept our clothes on and, and we're sort of like, you know, just sort of like worshiping her and kissing her and biting her. And, that sounds amazing. You know, and um, then, you know, he and I got naked and, uh, you know, we all kind of like were standing there kind of like caressing each other and. You know, he's grabbing my cock and she's oh, really? like biting Oh, really? How did nipples. you feel about that? Because you said you identify as straight, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was so turned on. I yeah. didn't care. So like, know? okay to play. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, this is fine. Love. You know? Love, love, love. So um, so then we, we we got to bed and we, the bed wasn't that far away. And we all kind of like jumped yeah. on there. And, yeah. And, um, you know, she was, she, she was sucking us off and... You know, and I was pinching his nipples and he was pinching mine. And finally, um, she and he, they kind of like get into 69 position and they're really having a wonderful time there. And so I kind of like arranged myself behind her and I began to, you know, fuck mm-hmm. her doggy style. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could, I could feel my balls kind of like bumping against his nose a little bit, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And he's still eating her. And then, you know, and then I can feel his mustache kind of like tickling the, the bottom of the top. 
And so I, I, I kind of like, you know, pulled out of her and I said, hey, just clean it off a little bit. And, you know, and then so he would, he would suck the, the, the juices off, you know, and then I would fuck her some more and he'd suck the juices off. And finally, you know, I, I told him, I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm really close to coming. Do you want some? He says, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I pulled out and, you know, he took my cock in his mouth and I came really hard. And he, like, didn't lose a drop. Oh, and my God. What was great was his, his, his mustache really tickled. And it was, like, really cool. That's and, um, you know, then, uh, you know, then I went down on her and she came. She came and then she, you know, sucked him off. And they were all kind of, like, lying there in a heap. That's you know? an and amazing it was, reason. It was. It was. That kind of it was kind of like that 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 first time with Nim. Was that your first threesome? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. It was great. Oh my gosh! Who was in charge, or did you all just kind of like organically find you know, the rhythm? Uh, she was. I mean, she kind of like was was calling the tune at first. That's great. Yeah, you know, because I feel like there does need to be some element of. Leadership, yeah. not not necessarily in a dom way, but that no, I too. Mean, I, but just I, like I mean, somebody had to sort of like set the pace. Yeah, so, yeah. I, you know, and generally, I think in my own in the in the in the in, the, in my own ideal situation, you know, I would I would like for the female or for as it turns out now for whatever partner, <laughs> yeah, to um to sort of like make the first move because I, I don't yeah. want to. I, I want to know that this is something that we both want to do, yeah, you know? And, I do. And short of just saying, hey, is this something that we both want to do and risk losing the moment? I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. I think you can be like, hey, just checking in. Do you want to do this sexy thing? Because I do. Mm-hmm. I, if I want to, great. Mm-hmm. If I don't want to, then a moment hasn't been killed. The moment wasn't there. That's my, that's, you know, that's actually and, a really and just good way and just it. for me because I love clarity. When I get clarity, then I can totally relax. Yeah, and I know, I know, not everyone is that way, but I actually think more people probably are because the amount of people that I meet out in the world and women specifically, and I think it's because of this podcast, people are coming up to me and saying like, "No, I like to have control, but I want to set it down." Mm-hmm. So if we have partners that can give us a clear frame, a clear space, not for our entire lives, but say an hour, two mm-hmm. hours that we're get to be naked together where they can just hold the space for me so that Mm -hmm. I can just be, Mm -hmm. that's what I want. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I want. But if I have to spend all the time like clocking, like, am I safe? Are they going to leave? Do they think I'm going to want to marry them? (laughs) You know, like then I'm just going to be an anxiety ball and I'm not going to be like paying attention to the blowjob I'm giving. There you see. And that's (laughs) something you really want to give your full attention to. It is. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's maybe, well, in, in a sense, maybe I got a little bit better at that because this couple kind of like they started introducing me to other couples. Oh, my God. You know? That sounds and, great. And yeah. it was, we had a I had a great time. I was <laughs> running myself ragged. You know? <laughs> then uh, about about the time I was the, the, well, this one couple, then the very first couple, you know, then they they invited me to come with them to some sort of swing party. I don't know what it was, but mm. uh, but it was just it was just an orgy and it was just, you know. But the, on the way over, they explained to me, and this 
they explain that now if there's somebody you see that you want to play with all you have to do is say hey would you like to play yeah you know and if they say yes then that's cool and if they say no then it's like well hey you know thank you yeah so i i kind of learned a little bit about that it's like a whole sex party that's yeah awesome. and it was that was wild that's great you know? yeah, it was like but um you know uh, i i preferred i preferred something more intimate which was fine yeah you know but i was happy to have experienced that yeah and uh, and by that by that time I was feeling really like okay I I've, I've got this you know. yeah so I decided to take a trip to Europe okay know? and so I'm I'm uh, and I'm on Tinder in Europe yes great <laughs> so, oh my god great oh, oh my god so every every city I went to I was meeting these these amazing women you that's know? And, awesome and um, in Paris I met this one woman Chantal and we we spent like some days together amazing and, and, a, and a night and it was just it was just beautiful it was like something I out of the, like a, that, it was like a those Gregory loverships Peck movie. yes <laughs> yes but I think that's so romantic yeah. and enjoyable in it and then, then I went to Amsterdam from Paris and Amsterdam oh, oh yeah wow um I was surprised because you know I went to the red light district mm -hmm. I had to see mm -hmm. it, you, mm -hmm. know, you gotta go it was it was fascinating you know I was especially fascinated by, by the the, uh, the 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 transsexual uh, prostitutes with the purple light over their booth. Oh, you know? cool! Fascinating. There was this one. I didn't know about that. She was amazing. She she was beautiful, and she had this, she had this fabulous, glamorous look about her. And you know, if if you came by her booth, you know, she she pull aside her her undies and show you her her cock which was enormous wow and <gasps> she showed me her showed it to me smiled at me and i kind of like i just broke into a block wow oh my god amazing that you know? this is the first moment that i'm realizing i would be into that oh, i've just was, never considered it it just hadn't entered yeah. my field of view well it's i mean it was i didn't i didn't partake yeah it's just yeah yeah just not quite my cup of tea but boy i she was just a, a feast for the eyes that's awesome you know but, uh, but I, I ended up, um, I had threesomes on the mind, and I, there were these two Hungarian prostitutes who were in one booth, and they were both cute and kind of exotic looking, and um, I thought, why not? You know, I can do this. When in Amsterdam. When in Amsterdam. So uh, we negotiated a price. I went in into the back. And, but it really, it devolved very quickly, you know, there, I mean... I had to wear two condoms and. What do you mean two? Two, At, over each other? Yeah, yeah. What does that is that I, that's a thing? I I'd never I I didn't. I mean, it was really cool the way they put them on. You know, you put the condom, yeah, put the condom in the mouth, yeah. and like kind of suck it on. But but you know, and there was a lot of uh, you know. Then there was some up market, you know, upselling stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know, we could keep going from here, or you know, yeah, yeah, another yeah. fifty euros, or that stresses me out. I'm like, no, just yeah. do the thing. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, how much more time we have? Okay, you know, at the end of this, and I just kind of like bailed. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get any pleasure out of it. Oh. It was, it was, I, but it was kind of like, I checked off that. Do box. you think it was related to the payment, or do you think it was like just no, the vibe, I mean, the energy? I mean, like, I mean, that, it was funny. It was just a different, a weird kind of energy because I, okay. I didn't have any other encounters with prostitutes there, but there yeah. was this one that I kind of like kept like going by her booth. She was from England. Mm -hmm. And she was amazing. She would, she would just come. Hey, you want to fuck me? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should try that yeah, for a pickup line. She had this great accent. Come on, darling. Come on. You want to fuck me? And 
something about the English accent and the kind of like the brazenness of yeah, it. I found yeah. it very exciting. But uh, instead, I went and saw one of the sex shows. They have these amazing, <gasps> it's like a vaudeville show. What? They have these amazing How vaudeville shows. did I not know this exists? Then and again, I've only been to Amsterdam once for a day with my mom, so oh, no, I have yeah, to go back no, you, They have this, I mean, they have this, I figure this, I, figure, I think the place is called the, the circus or the elephant. Maybe it's the elephant. I forget what it is. But the stage. Mm. Um, they have waitresses bringing, bringing cocktails, you know. You, you, you sit down. Uh, the, 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 the first act, at least the night I was there, was this really a, this really attractive couple, you know, and they came out in robes and there's music playing and they did a little dance and then they disrobed and um, they just began to fuck on this revolving bed. And the music was like this kind of like disco music and they did all these amazing, it was, it was, like, it was, it was almost like watching an athletic event, so cool. you know, and, you know, he, he pile driver and he's like holding her up and, and doggy style. And then, you know, then she's on him and she's spinning around and, you know, it's, just, it was, yeah. it was amazing. And then at the end, you know, when the music climaxes, they didn't, but the music climaxed. <laughs> And then they all, they took a bow and everybody applauded, you know. That's crazy. Then, then Do- the, there was this amazing act for this girl. She comes out, she's naked. And um, she starts, you know, playing with herself. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's this little thing that comes out of her vagina. And what? she's pulling it out and pulling it out and pulling it out. And she kind of like ties uh a string to one end of the stage and she's pulling this thing and this thing's getting bigger and bigger and you realize it's some kind of a flag or some kind of a banner out of her vagina out of her vagina <laughs> and when she pulled when she's finally pulled the whole thing out and tied it up it says welcome to amsterdam <laughs> and she she curtsies and everybody applauds. oh my gosh i want that job oh, that sounds great. amazing that's great. like that's like it's like a clown, a naked yes, sexual clown. Exactly. It was Holy like, it was shit! Like something out of a magic show, you know? A oh clown my show. god! And then they had these two guys who were like. It break is. Dancers. It's clown show, magic show, naked show. Yeah. And they had t- dancers. These two guys. They were like break dancers, pop, popping and locking, and that's all they did. They, there was no sex involved, but they were like really cool dancers. Yeah. Then they had this woman come out, and she was wearing like this this military beret, and she was wearing a military like jacket, and and um. She calls for volunteers to come up. <laughs> so I raise my hand. She says, come up. Oh, my gosh. So I go up there. You got picked. I yeah. never get picked. And she says, she says, in English, she says, what's your name? And I said, Phil. She says, no, you're Lulu. <laughs> and somebody, somebody throws a leash and a collar out onto the stage, right? And she says, come to me, Lulu. And she puts the collar around my neck. She says, you're my dog now. <laughs> so I thought, okay. So I go, woof. <laughs> People are cracking up. And uh, she starts walking me around the stage. I'm going, woof, Oh, my woof. God. And then I, uh, so she's walking me around the stage. And then I stop and I, like, raise my leg and pee on the side of the stage. And everybody's just pee goes nuts. Or well, like I pretend pee. like okay, I was doing like it. a dog, you know, lifting his leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Just and, clarifying. Uh, she starts cracking up. The That's whole audience amazing. is in stitches. Then she um, takes, somebody throws this thing on. It's like a, a mask, but it's got a dildo on, on the note for a nose. <laughs> and she makes me lie down. And um, 
And she starts dancing and she, and she like stands over me. She, by this time, she's naked. Oh my God. And she squats down on the dildo and starts, you know, frigging herself with the dildo that's on my face. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Like and I'm like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm checking off boxes. Oh right? my God. And then finally, the, the music climaxes, and, but she doesn't. And she helps me up. And, you know, she says, everybody, you know, give a hand for Lulu. <laughs> That's amazing. And I give her back her, you know, dildo mask and her (laughs) thing. And I I go back. And people are like, oh, that was great. You did a good job. You know, know, it's just incredible. (laughs) So the last thing of note on that trip was um, Barcelona. I met this this woman. She was a a photojournalist, you know, and um, she was from Italy. And I. I almost didn't leave Barcelona because of her. We just, Barcelona, she loved Barcelona. I love Barcelona. And we had this, I mean, it was more than just a sexual encounter. We had this, this connection, Mm. you know, and and I liked it. I'm I'm a photographer. I had a good camera with me on this thing. And, and and we were running around Barcelona, taking pictures of each other, taking pictures of uh, all these Anthony Gaudi things. You know, we're just, just this adventure, you know? Yeah. And at night, we, we, we couldn't sleep, you know. We were just all over each other. And I don't think I slept the entire time I was with her. And um, then it came time for me to, to go to Madrid to catch my plane back mm. to the States. And it was like, I, I couldn't believe we were saying goodbye. I couldn't believe that, that the intensity of the days and nights we spent together had come to a close. It felt like we'd only just begun. Yeah. And... Um, but we both knew that, that, that it, it couldn't be anything, really. Yeah. yeah. But um, we both had tears in our eyes as we were saying goodbye. Oh. And we're still friends, you know. We, we, yeah. we still, like, lavish praise upon each other via Instagram because she's See, this amazing photojournalist. That, that's a perfect example of someone you would want to put on your Tinder, your <laughs> Tinder <laughs> resume. Actually, she, she, we, yeah. And I would gladly vouch for her yeah but uh but coming back from that trip you know i knew that i pretty much was ready to start trying to find a relationship Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it wasn't too much longer when i i I met my current wife Mm. you know and uh did you meet on tinder hmm? did you meet on tinder yes (sighs) okay maybe i should get on tinder i don't know i don't know i i thought it was going to be a weekend and you know, we're still together these all these years later. And what's interesting is that the monogamy that I'm practicing now with my wife mm-hmm. is it's it's so much different from the monogamy the monogamy I've tried to practice with my first wife because it's it's not fear based monogamy. It's not uh, like oh shit mm. everything will turn to shit if if I if I make a, a misstep. Yeah, it's this this joyful volunteering. You know, oh. like oh man. I'm everything is so good. I'm so happy, you know. It just doesn't occur to me. That's beautiful to to to, to go outside this this bond we have. Yeah. For for pleasure. I you know? I felt that way for a while with my master, even though it was not monogamous in the sense that he was married mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, lived and yeah. lived with his wife. But for I mean, it's I haven't slept with anyone but him since last July, and even though we are our relationship has now ended, it's. 
it it was the better part of a year thinking like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I don't need anything else right now. Which is totally different. <laughs> I I had never experienced that until yeah. until coming together with this woman. And uh and wow, it's great. Mm, yay. <laughs> and, and, and I you know I'm 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 a certain age, you know, me, uh, sex is no longer the imperative that it was when I was eighteen or nineteen. Mm-hmm. And it's and and it's no longer the restorative that it was when I was divorced in fifty five. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's part of our life. You mm-hmm. know, we have dinner together. We have sex together. We we talk about the news. We I watch television. That, we go to we we go to art openings. You know, but um, I mean, I think that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. that sounds fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So wow. yeah, that's that's. That's the the short version. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I skipped over. I definitely feel like we could probably make this a six-hour episode. So maybe <laughs> maybe someday when we have more time, I'll make it a bonus back episode or something. <laughs> well, but this more than anything, I just want folks to know that um, that uh, fellow fellow humans, fellow fellow uh, fellow lovers in the, in their sixties and seventies are like people who have. A heck of a lot to offer, yeah. and a heck, a heck of a lot of experience, but also just a heck of a lot of joy and passion. Yeah, and that uh, that age is not a an issue at all. Yeah, you know, beautiful. Yeah. Do you have any hopes for your sex life going forward? I don't know. Hopes. I just hope it continues and continues and continues. Beautiful. You know. Uh, the pleasure that that we give each other and that we take from each other is really wonderful. Mm. And, um, I hope when, when when my last moment arrives that it'll be in the in, in, in the moment. <laughs> or as my old friend, my old friend from from London says, you know, well, I hope I go out on the job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> that would be, I suppose that would be all right, but uh, not, you, maybe not for you, not for maybe not for your for partner. <laughs> for I've thought about partner. that before. I'm like, oh, what if I, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, oh, right now, right now, my sex life, our sex life is beyond all of the hopes that I've ever mm, had. In terms of, it's, 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 yeah, it sounds it's like a, you've, yeah. you have a long bucket list with a lot of crossed off items. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I've, I've managed to cross off a few. Amazing. If you could go back in time and give a younger version of yourself a piece of sexual advice, what would you say and what age would you pick? I think I, I would probably go back to the beginning and I would say, young man, honesty is the best policy. Mm. I would just just be brutally honest. I don't think you have to be brutal, but like, well, yeah, no, but honest. But I know be you, honest. it feels I mean, don't, brutal. Don't from be the shy inside. about yeah. being honest. Yeah, you know, you it's can great. never, you can never go wrong about being mm-hmm. honest. You can, you 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 might disappoint. You might end up feeling some disappointment as a as a result of your honesty. Yeah, and feelings but, can get hurt. Yeah, but they can get hurt anyway. Yeah, and then and, and maybe even more so. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I, nobody ever. Yeah. Be honest, straight away, fast. I love that. Yeah. At the end of each episode, I give guests the opportunity to ask me a sex-related question if Mm. they so choose. Do you Mm. want to ask me anything? 
when, what does it feel like when you know that it's on, when you know that it's going to happen? It's not happening yet, you know, but there's a moment that comes. It may be hours or days before, but when, how, how does it feel for you when you know it's on? I have two answers to this question because there is an answer, which is my favorite, when I have the luxury of time and space to drop in and enjoy that. So when I know that it's on, whether it's someone I've met in the moment or a planned thing that I'm anticipating coming up, which I think both energies are very hot in their own way, I feel in my body, it's almost like a tiny little electric energy, mm -hmm. like that current, like those tingles that run up the back of your neck when a mm -hmm. lover or, or really just anyone whispers into your ear. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm vibrating at that that next level and and it's almost like each little daily thing that i do in whatever amount of time it is leading up to it has this kind of extra like boost to it of excitement mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if it's in the more immediate sense like there's the when i'm actually like with a lover and we're like you know walking back after a dinner or mm -hmm, like heading mm -hmm. toward the bed at that point, I'm just like probably totally in the moment enjoying the, the sensation of like the hand of my lover, or the arm or the leg or the mm -hmm, kiss or the mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and that's just so delicious. Mm -hmm. And the, the version I don't like is when I know it's on, but I'm not fully dropped in because I am exhausted or stressed, but I'm still horny and I want sex and I want to connect, but I know I'm not fully able to be there. Mm. My tingle isn't the same. It doesn't feel the same. Yeah. And so that, in those instances, when I'm less able to be fully aroused during the moment, and it's, it's usually a functional thing that is related to stress or time or sleep like or hunger. <laughs> very rarely, like very rarely have I had sex when I am hungry because I'm more likely to be like, I need to eat food first because I like can't be hungry or I die. Right, sure. Um, but those moments are interesting because I do feel this like duality of like, is this going to go well? Should I, shouldn't I, you know, and there's, mm -hmm. there's like a level of anxiety that accompanies that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on the best days, on the best days that gets eclipsed by the erotic energy that mm -hmm. I, that I'm get taken over by. And on the worst days when I'm really too tired and probably shouldn't have done the thing, or, you know, you say something and your lover gets mad and then you're in a fight. Mm -hmm. Well, that fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. Oh Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, those good days, it's just that it's it's mm. just like a boost. And that and then it translates into bed. Like when I'm actually feeling the connection with someone and like really into them, I don't get tired when I'm on top. I don't get, you know, it's like it is like this other creature, my sexual mm. creature just takes over and she's mm -hmm. playing, but it's like a fierce, I don't know. It's like what I imagine a large jungle cat would like, <laughs> if they weren't like ripping things apart, would like joyfully play it with, you know, yeah, it feels sure. like that power. So nice. Oh, I nice. love that nice. question. That's, I love that answer. <laughs>